Well, hello, dear. Welcome to the J-Man Show on WBCA 102.9 FM, Boston's local community radio station. I'm your host, Jai Bano, and my guest today is Courtney Child from 106 Talk Show. Hi, Courtney. Hello. Nice for having me. You know, this is the Courtney, your favorite actress, your favorite co-host. Um, let's do it. Let's get this done. So my question to you is, what made you want to become an actress? I've been an actress since I was five years old, singing on the table, singing Little Mermaid. I knew that I was supposed to be an actress. Yeah. Uh, my mom would see me on the kitchen table and be like, get down, girl. And I would be like, under the sea. I'd be like so dramatic and so with it. And, you know, then I started off with like church plays and everything like that. And, you know, everybody's been telling me that I I should be an actor. I should be an actress. And I never realized that until like I was older. When I got like, you know, maybe like 14, 15, I wanted to start being an actress, like for real. And yeah. then I didn't really get like my first major role on a major um, scale until mm-hmm. like when I was like 20. I got oh. um, I was in several like Marvel TV shows and I also got a stand in with a Rita Franklin movie. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Wow. So now. So as of right now, I am working on um, a new movie with Tubi. It's um, 3011. Mm-hmm. It's going to be out in Tubi, and it's going to be a great movie. It's like oh. a um, it's like a gangster type film. Oh. but I I'm playing the girlfriend in the role. Yeah. When does this movie come out? The movie comes out. Um, hopefully, we was going to get it out next month or in the summertime. Okay. I want you to come to the premiere. Me too. Is is, is it going to be in California? No, it's actually going to be in Atlanta. So if you're out here in Atlanta, I want okay. you to come out. Okay, well, definitely. Is it going to be in Atlanta, Georgia? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll definitely send you it like two months in advance. So you can, you already know, you know, playing your flight in this day. So you can be down here and be on time. So it's the premiere probably a matcha. Um, yeah, it's um the premiere is gonna be out way before like you know we put it out on Tubi. So oh. the premiere might be like maybe April. Okay. And so we'll be able. So basically, it's gonna be like a month turnaround. Okay. Then, you know, then the movie's gonna be out on Tubi. What advice can you give artists? Um, what I give them is okay. So number one advice mm-hmm. is also. Know what you want to do. Okay. Stick to it. Even mm-hmm. though you feel like it's not working, even though you feel like it's like my time is everybody's on Instagram making it and I'm not making it right, right now. Everybody has their time. That might not be your time, your your journey, but it's going to happen. Like everybody's journey is not for everybody. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the long game it's going to last more than, you know, a pop-up person, a person that just popped up. And then, you know, they're, you know, cause like my mom says, everything that is fast, mm-hmm. start fast is going to end fast. Yeah, that's so, true. so, so you should never want to have that pop-up career that you just popped up and then everything's going on. Mm-hmm. That means it's going to end fast because you never really did put in the work, yeah. like, you know, stay down, you know, stick to your your guns and stick to your value. Like, don't. And also, number two, don't never accept every anything because every opportunity is not a great opportunity. Mm-hmm. Everything that you you know you get, like, oh, I want doing this and that. Like, it doesn't. You have to like reflect on the opportunity. Like, read it, go through it. Don't never sign nothing that mm-hmm. you never went through with anybody who has any law or is a lawyer or, you know, just knows about contracts, like never accept anything. Like you should not accept everything because everything is not for everybody. That's true. So that might not be the great role for you. That might not be the great song for you. So don't accept it because your fans and the public is not going to accept it either because they're going to know it's not you. They're going to know it's not authentic. They're going to know that it's like, she just put this out and it's just like, it's not going anywhere. Yeah. And number three, I tell you 
always believe in God, always believe that God will make it possible. Always believe that even though he's not doing it when we want it, Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. He's going to do it when he wants it. Yes. When he thinks you're ready for it. When he thinks that you have did all that you could do mm-hmm. to get there. He's going to give it to you. He's going to it's going to actually fall in your lap. Like it's going to be like, "Oh, yeah. all these all these opportunities, all this stuff is coming to me now that God knows that you're ready. If you're not ready, God's not going to give it to you." So mm-hmm. you have to believe and have faith in him. I guess that's very true. Mm-hmm. When you believe in God, yeah. ain't nothing can stop you. When you have that man on your side and on your team, yeah. oh yeah, you don't need anybody else. You, yeah, you can have him. Mm-hmm. I guess that's very true. Okay, how do you deal with rejection? I didn't dealt with rejection a lot, <laughs> to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, at first, when I was younger, I was just like, man, like, why am I keep getting rejected for this role or something like that? Is it something wrong with me? Is it something that I'm doing? But I feel like at the end of the day, like now, me, like older now, like I feel like it just wasn't my time. It wasn't my right role. It wasn't my breakout opportunity. It wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. So if it wasn't for me, then I should be ready for something else. I should take that into consideration and actually like revamp my craft, like actually go harder. Like rejection actually makes me go harder now. It makes wow. me want to prove everybody wrong. Like yeah. I won't prove you wrong. Like you're gonna see me again. Like you're not, you're not gonna ne- you're gonna reject me now, but then you're gonna accept me later. That's how I feel. So how'd you get the part on 106 and pop? I met the guy that's been doing 106 Apart for forever. Uh-huh. We met, we actually met at um, a celebrity party. And oh. so we were talking and he was like, I need some help, you know, with the PR work. Cause I also do PR work as well. So okay. he was like, I can help with the PR work and all this and that. And then I just, you know, he invited me to the studio. He invited me to an interview and mm-hmm. we interviewed and he really liked my energy because I was like so animated. I really didn't care about the camera. I was kind of nervous that day though. I was kind of nervous, but then like as soon as like the interview kept going on, I was not nervous. Like I was comfortable. I felt like I was in my in my comfortability. I was in my comfort zone. Like it was great energy. It was great artistry i knew everybody that was in the interview so mm-hmm. it was just like we were just three four friends just chopping it up like just okay. getting getting to see each other again so that's how like i actually got in it and i love it i love like i want to make history back again like i want to see 106 apart back again you don't understand how long it's been since i seen mm-hmm. 106 apart i used to race home when i was like Mm-hmm. younger like really little to go see 106 and cart to go watch it to go see what's the new video to go see if chris brown is on stage to go see the the um the freestyle fridays yeah. to go see that like that was like one of my prime time tv moments like we would cut on the tv we'll have 106 apart then we have the basement that was history right there like people race home to go see that so mm-hmm. i want to be a part of why people are racing home to go see that. I want the new generation to know like one of the greatest, one of the best shows that was actually on TV around that time. Um, 106 Apart has changed people's lives. 106 Apart has, you know, brought back like the streets and like the hip hop, like the hip hop scene, the rap scene, like they brought out so many artists and they created so many things. And I want, I just want to be a part of that history. Yeah, and create new things. I hear that, my sister. I applaud you for that. Plan to make an album and go on tour. I don't want to make an album. I want to just stick to you know acting because everybody's singing, and I really don't have no voice. Like I have been in the studio and sung some music and did some stuff. Like I made a song, but it it was just like for me. I don't want auto tune on my voice. I don't want to, you know, sound like everybody else. Like I want to just, you know, be me. And if I can't, you know, authentically have my voice singing, then I just don't want to do it. 
Oh yeah, I definitely understand, you know, because I because I guess thing, you know, it can take a lot from you. So I, I understand that. So what inspires you? What gives you inspiration to do what you do every day? What gives me inspiration to do what I do every day is my kids, my oh. two, my two boys. Okay. Um also it's my family, like feeding my family, knowing that they're they're gonna be okay. Also, it's just something that I love. Like I love I want to do something that I love doing. Like I don't want to be depressed and wonder wonder what if, like regrets. I never want to have regrets in my life and say, um, I could have been good, but you know, I could have been just like Charlie Henson and Viola Davis, but I just didn't stick to it. Like I don't want to never go then through life with regrets. Cause yeah. when you go through life with regrets, mm-hmm. you are sad in, in your soul. Like you're sad in your heart. Like you, you felt like you were missing something. Mm-hmm. Like you, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you feel like you're missing something. Like what is this that I'm missing? Like this is never. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I just forget the word for it. <laughs> yeah. It's really to see yourself down the line, you know. I mean, yes, you know, so I think I'm make, making my movies in the future. Yes, I'm making, oh, I'm actually writing a movie actually right now. Okay. I'm writing and I'm going to be starring in the movie okay. and the director. Awesome. So I'm, I'm thinking I'm doing my first movie um, soon. It's going to be, we're going to be filming like springtime in April. Awesome. So, okay. so yes, we're gonna be filming, and then while we're filming, I'm gonna be making two more movies because I have two more ideas for some movies okay. that are gonna be distributed either to Tubi or Peacock. So mm-hmm. we're trying to find out which one has the better deal. But um, if you if you don't mind, I can tell you a synopsis about the movie. Okay. Well. I'm not going to say the name because okay. I don't want nobody to steal my name now because mm-hmm. a lot of people be stealing names. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this, the story is about a girl. She's like, you know, has an epiphany, like her, her, you know, basically like her life has been like a revolving door of, you know, sadness, depression. Her dad is uh, plays a pivotal role in this movie. Like he's a drunk. He, you know, doesn't really is not a typical dad. And her mom is like oblivious to the whole thing. So she has to, you know, get life. She's she's a stripper. She, you know, just, you know, does get money fast. And, you know, she has some situations that goes on while she's stripping that makes her, you know, wake up and like, I don't want this for my life. I'm like in a revolving circle of wrong things of everything that's going bad for me. So now I'm going to, she meets a person that actually helps her develop her life into a better life. Like she's actually going to be like a, a educated woman. She's going to change her whole life. And like the drama in this movie and the dialogue is going to be out of this world. Like, (laughs) I'm going to make this like, it's like a drama and it's going to be funny. So mm-hmm. I want you to laugh. I want yeah. you to feel sad. I want you to hurt on your heartstrings too, mm-hmm. but I want it to be light and I want it to end in a very good way. Oh uh, yeah. It's just sounds wonderful. Um, now are you going to be casting people? To- yes. No. I'm definitely going to be casting people. Okay. Um, we're going to start the casting before the movie. So I want to do it like the end of April. So we're going to be casting like the beginning of April. Mm-hmm. So we're going to put out like flyers and stuff like that for the casting. And I want all the great actors. I want all the great names. I want, you know, I want some big names, but I do want some breakout role, breakout actors. Okay. So I want people to actually have acting abilities and come out. You can't just have a pretty face and mm-hmm. think I'm going to pick you. No, you have to really act. You have to really know how to act or you really have to have potential for my movie. Like I'm no playing, no games. Like I want this. This is actually going to be on real platforms. So we're not playing no games. We're not going to have no, you know, like the rest of them two we films where you like, this is bad acting. Yeah. Like, this is not real. I know this is make-believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't want none of that. I yeah. want real true actors that have passions in doing this because we really going to put this out on a real platform and I want it to look great. 
especially for the movie premiere. Well, hello, dear. Welcome to the J-Man Show on WBCA 102.9 FM, Boston's local community radio station. Put you in a spot, like really actually, you know, see how your abilities are, see how, how you work and actually, you know, do it. Because like we're reviewing resumes and everything. But if you have potential mm-hmm. and you just started to be an actor, I'm not going to, you know, down you. I'm not going to. You can actually be a role in the movie because I'm actually trying to give young actors chances because I didn't have that. Mm-hmm. I didn't have those chances. I had to go fight for several chances yeah. and stuff like that. I had to get my resume up. And this is like, how you going to fight? How you going to tell somebody they're not qualified if nobody's trying to really give them roles and really give them opportunities? And that's what I want to do for these young actors, really give them opportunities, really get them exposure, like real exposure, not not the, the fake stuff where they're, you know, they're put in a movie and then the movie never comes out. I want to actually have my movie come out this mm-hmm. year. So we're going to be working Okay, and is this going to be held in Atlanta, Georgia? Okay. Yeah, the audition is going to be held in Georgia. The filming oh. is in Georgia. Oh, so wow. um, I would say, like, I'm going to maybe rent something for my actors. I don't know yet. I'm going to see all the details, and I might rent something for y'all so y'all can, you know, stay there and, and have a place to stay, actually have food to eat while you're down there, and we can, you know, film like that. Like, y'all can just come and film, just like a Tyler Perry Studios, like, you oh know. My. Well, this is a blessing that you're doing that, you know, so. Yes, I'm going to take care of my actors. Y'all coming down and flying down from wherever you are. So you have to be taken care of. Yeah. You don't never want to fly somewhere. And then now you trying to figure out where you're going to live, where you're going to stay, what areas are bad. And it's it's a lot of new things out here. And it's a lot of crazy areas out here. So I don't never want my actors to be coming down here for me and having a situation like that's that that will break my heartstrings. I'm like, oh, my God, what can I do? How can I help? Like, I just want to help. I've been to Georgia before, so, and, and the weather is beautiful down there, so. It's, it's hot in the morning. It's hot in the daytime, but we have bipolar weather. It's hot in the daytime, and then it's cold at night. Yeah. So it's like, you get, you're going to get sick. Like, it's like, oh my God, like, it's it's 60 and out. It's nice. It's nice weather. The sun is shining, but then at then when you go out at night, it's like 20 degrees. It's like, oh, my God, like, what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to wear a bubble coat? Or <laughs> like yeah. Cat Williams said, wear a bubble coat, some rain boots, mm-hmm. <laughs> a hat. Well, that, well, see, that sounds me because I'm... Yes, definitely. It's going to be a blessing. Like, it's going to... Yeah. It's going to be a blessing. And also, I'm going to do multiple films. So it's going to be opportunities for you to you know, capitalize off of those multiple opportunities. And you can use being in my movie for real for a major company. So I'm definitely going to let you know and get you opportunities out here with, you know, Warner Brothers and stuff like that. I want my actors to be bigger in what they want to be. Like, I want people to grow. I want to, like, I just definitely want to be like a Tyler Perry, like how he performs in his films, how he directs, and how he writes. Like, I just want to be all over. Yeah, like all over. Director, writer, actor, everything. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to be. Like, I want to make sure every, I'm going to make sure I get jobs and I want to make sure I can develop jobs. Absolutely. Well, you are definitely my I miss out of heavy, you know. Thank you. Thank you so much. Absolutely. I'm gonna get there. I'm gonna get definitely there. Yeah. I'm gonna have me a big old mansion and bill billions of dollars just yeah. like him. I'm gonna get there. Mm-hmm. God's will. Yeah. Believe in God. I always believe in Him. Okay. So my next question is, what's it like to be famous? I it's really regular to me. Like I feel like I've been in this. I've been in Georgia for so long and I've been knowing these people before they were celebrities. So it's just like when they came up and they now celebrities, it's like, oh, hey, friend, like you, you doing your good big one. Like, I don't really feel like I'm a celebrity. It's because I'm I'm at a regular person at the end of the day. I bleed and pee just like everybody else. Like, I don't 
I don't walk around, you know, acting above people. Like I respect people, like my fans. I respect them. I give them hugs. I might take pictures. Like I do everything for them. Like not everything for them, but you know, everything they ask me to do. Like I really love people. I love to be around people. It's just me and everybody else. It's just nothing. Nothing is different between you and a celebrity. It's just y'all 24 hours is different. They utilize their 24 hours doing something that they love and doing stuff on a bigger scale. It's like y'all are both humans. Y'all both feel. Y'all both have feelings. Y'all both like stuff. Y'all both dislike things. Um, It's just like I just don't like when celebrities act like they're above people. And that's the type of celebrities that I don't want to be around. And that's the type of celebrities that I don't care to support or care to be around because I done been around oh my god I done been around um celebrities like as big as Young Thug and all of that and I've been around you know smaller celebrities but the one thing that I don't like is when people get money and act like they're above people I don't I never like that like that's just we're all human. We all came up. We all we all were poor at one time in a in a moment. We all didn't have as much money. We all some of us ate McDonald's. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's just like when you get money now you want to change up. And I don't I'm never gonna change up like at all. Like yeah. I'm gonna still be the regular same Maya. Yeah. But it it's just like people also and people act like um, not act like they're above, they act bougie. Oh, yeah. And like they don't want to talk to people. And it's like, you have to be a personality. These are the people that's going to pay for your, these are going to be the people that's going to pay to watch your movie. These are going to be the people that pay for your tickets for your concert. Yes. These are the people that's going to support you on Instagram, that's going to build your Instagram up. These are the people that's paying to see you. Mm-hmm. So you shouldn't be acting like that to them. You mm-hmm. should be loving on them and giving them hugs and appreciating them because they don't have to mess with you. They don't have to watch you. They don't have to buy your tickets. They don't have to do nothing for you. So you have to respect them as human beings. Cause how would you feel if you went to your, your famous celebrity that you, that you love and they did that to you, you will feel hurt. You'll be like, I'm not, I'm not paying for him no more. I'm not paying to see him. Like, and then they tell hundreds of their friends and then they tell hundreds of their friends. And then now you're not as making as much money as you are because you, you were acting stank. You were acting above people. And now nobody doesn't want to mess with you. That's how I see a lot of celebrities, um, you know, get up and decline because of that, because you're not attached to your real self. You're not attached to reality. You got to be real with yourself. Like, Nobody has to mess with you. Nobody has to respect you. Nobody has to do none of that if you're acting stank and funny. Like, and I done met some celebrities too. Mm-hmm. I done met my favorite celebrities and been crushed because mm-hmm. I found out how they were in yeah. real life. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh man, it's like I when I was a kid, I used to love you. Yeah, I used to respect you highly. I used to put posters on my wall of you. And now that I finally get to meet you, you're not what I expected you to be. You're totally the opposite. (laughs) It's like a night and day situation. (laughs) Like it's not what I expected it. And it's like, I really get crushed. I don't, I don't get crushed. I don't feel crushed, but it's like my mind be like, dang. I met somebody somebody on two, you know, and you have to somewhat nice, somewhat, somewhat, you know, but the one person that that was wonderful was singing my and a shot. They were so wonderful, and and Paula Abdul, you know, they were a blessing to me. Oh was, my God! Even um, I want to meet Paula. Yeah, she was very wonderful. You know, yeah, she was a sweetheart. Inspired me to dance because I used to, you know, watch the reruns of Living Color when it. Because yeah. I'm like awfully, I'm very young, but. Mm-hmm. I have old parents and my sister was older. So I used to watch um, the CDs of Living Color. And I used to love watching Paula Abdul dance. Like she is my inspiration in dancing. Yeah, she was. Yeah, she was my inspiration too. I mean, we met at 
I remember that show and what Adam Kamakana, she was just a doll to me. It's a crazy thing because the major celebrities like Beyonce and Rihanna are so sweet. Yeah. And the the celebrities that think they're really big celebrities be the bougie acting ones. And I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're not even you're not even making millions right now, but you're acting like you're you're above everybody. Uh-huh. I'm like, all right. <laughs> but the millionaires are acting regular. Okay. <laughs> I guess it's backwards. <laughs> I guess it's fake it till you make it, huh? Yeah. Oh yeah. That's right. I that's what my mom would say. Fake it till you make it now. Yeah, she so mm-hmm. yeah. I also my Beyonce as well. It's like, oh my God, her scent is just like yeah. I will keep that scent on my shirt for the longest <laughs> forever. Oh yeah. Well, hello dear. Welcome to the J Man show on WBCA. 102.9 FM, Boston's local community radio station. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I still have a Queen B, you know. So that mm-hmm. Queen know. B, always yeah. perfect and wonderful. Wonderful and such a sweetheart to me, you know, down to earth. Mm-hmm. Doesn't get better than that. Um, racism really, really it affected me when I went to school in Maryland and I went with all, I was like one of the four black people in my school mm-hmm. and I didn't really get it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I resembled invert, like, you know, invert racism, like basically like how everybody was wealthy in my school, but it was like, you would, you would under you would hear like how, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Basically, like, oh, why are they here and stuff like that from the older people. It wasn't much so the kids. It was more so the older and their and their parents teaching them stuff. Like, it would be like one time I had a best friend and I used to, you know, we used to always go after school together. And this time I just wanted to go to her house. And basically we went, we walked to her house and basically like, once I was in the house and we were playing toys and then like her mom and dad came downstairs, they were like, what are you doing? Like, who is this person? And she was like, this is my friend. And they were like, no, she's not. She's not your friend. She's not going to be your friend and stuff like that. And she was wondering why. And I was wondering why too. And basically they was not telling me um, why they couldn't be, she couldn't be friends with me. Like they were just like, okay, she got to go. And I basically called my parents and they took me home and my parents didn't understand. And I didn't understand. And I was telling my parents what, and they, I feel like they understood, but they wasn't going to tell me to break my heart. Like that some people are racist out of here and some people just don't like us just because of the color of our skin Mm -hmm. and also um and then the next day when I met her up and she was basically like avoiding me like she wouldn't talk to me I was just like I was wondering why like why she wouldn't talk to me why she like she was my best friend so well supposedly I thought well she was my best friend so I was just like why is she not talking to me no more and it's because you know, later on, I found out, like, from talking to her, it was because her parents were saying, oh, we don't befriend us. And, oh, oh. yes, like, we don't befriend, you know, Negroes. We don't befriend people of color. We only stay with our, you know, lighter skin. We only stay around, you know, our. we can only be friends with the lighter skin, the Caucasian skin. Like, I was like, so, when I heard that, I was so disgusted because it's like, who can you say that I'm less than you because of the color of my skin? It's not the education level because I was one of the top kids in my class. So it wasn't the education level, it's because of the color of my skin. That is so hurtful. That is so demeaning to be judged by the color of your skin not by the content of your heart like i was i was like livid like how can you tell how dare you say that i'm beneath you because i'm i'm a chocolate skin color you haven't heard black is in that's why um beyonce made brown skin girl yeah because brown is in Mm -hmm. and 
Um, I never say nothing against um, Caucasian people. I love some of them. Some of my Caucasian friends were very sweet to me, very nice. Um, I don't discriminate because of the color of people's skin. But also, we also have discrimination when we say, like, you know, Chinese people, you know, own a Chinese restaurant or, you know, invert racism when um, we say every eight, every um, Indian person owns a gas station. Like us as black people are also be doing invert racism, but, you know, white people have been doing it for longer than us. Yeah. So it's um, slavery days, <laughs> 300 some years of slavery, you know, Um it's always some invert discrimination. I've all um I've been called the N word. I've been you know um oh. I've been you know you know put down like really like I've been um, made jokes about of um you know for having big lips mm-hmm. and stuff like that and that associates with black people because you know the Africans back in the day were talked about by their big lips and their big noses and you know basically they was just using that and they'll call us animals they'll call us monkeys and stuff like that and I'm not a monkey I've never came from no monkey I don't even care about Scientology because Scientology said we came from monkeys no I didn't I came from God not a monkey like if that's the truth, why can't monk? Why do I not see a monkey sprouted up now that's a human? Like why do I not see a monkey turn into a human now? Like we see all these gorillas at the zoo, and I've never seen no gorilla just stand up and become a human mm-hmm. over time. Oh my goodness, uh, see, almost made me nervous. Maybe start to quiet because I can't believe you had to go through that. And this now and age, like. It's so comfortable. Like, they're so comfortable with calling us the N-word because we done made it acceptable now. Like, up north, a white person can call us an N-word and be like, oh, hey, man. Mm-hmm. And, like, all that because of the rap songs and stuff like that. They can sing that. Like, mm-hmm. like the N-word in Paris. Like, I didn't heard several people at concerts sing that. And it's like, we made, it, we made them make mm-hmm. it acceptable. And it's yeah. not acceptable because no, no. you, you don't see us calling them crackers all the time or mayonnaise or Hellman's, a jar of Hellman's, because that's what I call, you know, some Karen's, a jar of Hellman's, you know, the um, or sour milk, you know, the jar of Hellman's, you know, it looks like <laughs> yeah. mayo. Yes, I do. And when it's spoiled, it's nasty. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, I usually use, I actually use hemlines on tuna fish, you know, when it's fresh, you know, so I know what you mean. <laughs> it tastes good, but it doesn't taste good when it's expired, you know, so. <laughs> it's not, it don't taste good at all when it's expired. <laughs> no, I know, but like I said, I mean, I'm glad you, I'm glad you told me that, my sister, because I made you, you know, now you can definitely help me try to sell this thing after again, you know, so. It makes me want to prove them wrong. Yeah. Like, I'm not just N-word. And do you know the N-word um, do you know Negro is actually not a black person? It's yeah. actually an ignorant person. Yeah. So a white person can be a Negro. Mm-hmm. That's true. Anybody can be a Negro, and they more Negro than us. You mm-hmm. see these white hillbillies? <laughs> oh, dude, yeah, I see. I see my. I see my job. You know, because I do. Because because I, I work security. It's just like these kids are making it more common to just you know, say it. It's just like they're, they're okay with their friends saying it. And mm-hmm. it's not okay. It's a word that was used to down us. Mm-hmm. It's not a word used to build us up. And we make it so common now where they can use it. And, you know, it's just not, it's just not right. Like, it's, it's come from ignorance. It's really ignorance. Yeah. And it's like we need to read up on that because, like, back in the day, if you called us that, we would be mad and ready to fight. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But nowadays, we just use it as it's regular. And I know, and I know Martin Luther King is rolling in his grave right now that we keep letting him use the word. I know. Like, people don't like that, you know. It's like, so I'm, like I said, I mean, but, but now security, if someone calls me, I can just throw them out, you know. So, you know, 
you know. Yeah, he's like, I he's like, as security, I just throw them out like, uh. Uh-uh. Well, what's what we all, you know. Do you yeah. pick them up? Do you pick them up and fling them or um or body slam? Uh, no, I'm kind of grabbing them, squirt them out. Yeah, you know, but you can't do that, you know. You have know? you ever seen somebody get body slammed before being security? Oh yeah, all the time. Yeah, I have. You know. <laughs> have you ever seen the Montgomery brawl? Um, I can't say I have. No, what what is that? The Montgomery brawl was basically um, it was a white security, it was a black security guard no. that was basically telling you know um, the Caucasian people that they were too loud and like you know they can't you know do certain in certain areas and basically they gained up on him two you know caucasian dudes was trying to jump him and basically like i guess the black people had enough in that area and all of them came together and started beating beating them up like beating up everybody and that's when um a person swam to the rescue i felt like i felt like he gave the bat sign some way when he pulled up he he slid up the hat he slid up the hat and they gave I guess they gave them the bat sign and everybody just came up and it was a man with a chair. He came and mm. hit some people and it it was a it was a sight to see because I was like, thank you. Like finally we're coming together as one and like not taking or tolerating the mm. BS yes. that they bring to us. Like we're sticking together. Like now y'all used to stick together, now we're sticking together. So I feel like that's one of the greater moments that should have been in Black history. <laughs> like, yeah. really, that we came together, like, boycotting. Mm-hmm. We used to come together. Like, we used to have to have a Black town where yeah. we used to just, it used to be us. We had our own banks. We had our own restaurants. We had our own um, Kroger's. We had our own everything. Mm-hmm. So we need to get back to that, having our own, like, Actually, us as black people looking out for each other and giving us opportunities that we never could get just around them. And they want to keep us ignorant. That's why they put a lot of stuff in the rap game. That's why you see um, a sexy red or um, or some of these rap stars now that are, you know, not giving the best representation of us as black people. They're smoking weed, dancing, twerking everywhere, twerking on everything it's a it's okay to have a little twerk to have fun mm-hmm. but it's it's different when you that's all i see you as that's mm-hmm. all i see you as saying something ignorant or i'm seeing you as always talking about your baby daddy mm-hmm. or something like that like why can't we be educated why can't it be an educated woman that comes out that's popular mm-hmm. it's just like that's how they see us and that's how they want us to stay. And that's how they get in the minds of our children to make them ignorant. If you're not seeing it, you need to stop letting your children get so much of it. Like my children don't even, my children listen to rap music, but it's not as I cut, I cut out a cussing and all this stuff. Like I don't want my children to, you know, be ignorant. I wanted. I want them to learn. I want them to be well educated black people to understand that this world is trying to feed you ignorance mm-hmm. to stay you to make you stay ignorant. Mm-hmm. But they're actually capitalizing and making money off the ignorance. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and I, I applaud you for that. Oh, I also want you to, to meet my niece because she wants to be actors too. You know, so you know, so yeah. Yes, we have, we're gonna have some kid roles in the movie. So right. definitely. Well, I'm actually going to put one of my sons in the movie. He's a very, if once, you know, once you meet my son, he is very spirited. He doesn't hold back. He's like a little me. Like, I'm like, this is me in a per in a little person. Like, yeah. don't hold back. He, d- he says what he wants to say. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you, he'd be like, mommy. I was like, I'm not, I told him I'm not paying for Roblox because he always makes me want to pay for Roblox. He charges my card hundreds of dollars for Roblox, okay? Uh Sneakily charges my card. And then I took my card off and he was like, Mommy, put your card on there. Mommy, put your card on Roblox. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to buy you no more Roblox today. He was mm-hmm. like, so, he was like, why are you not going to buy me Roblox, mommy? Do you have zero monies? You don't have zero dollars? He kept yeah. saying zero dollars. And I'm sitting there laughing like, boy, he is he is so much me. <laughs> I see. Wow. 
<laughs> I see. Yeah. So then now, did you go to college as well? I went to college. Yes. I went to school and um, actually got my associate's degree in dental hygiene. Okay. So I am a dental hygienist. That's good. I can teeth and stuff like that. But I want to, you know, go back to school and, you know, finish and be a whole dentist because I want to actually make grills. I want to actually do veneers, you know, do a lot of stuff with the dental field. And mm-hmm. it's actually going to be like a fallback career yeah. or, you know, also an extra business that I can go into and business venture. Because I love to, like, you know, do different business ventures, invest. That's what I like to do. That's wonderful because... Because because aside from being you know an athlete, also I know you have to have to have some far back on right. So that's why I went to college to get my social degree in, in, in liberal arts. So okay, okay. So you yeah. a smart one too. You smart too. And I also want to I, I also I also want to try and get, get my bachelor's degree in film media too. You know, definitely, so. dude. Keep going. I feel like people people who are edu- I love educated black people like keep going keep you know build some jobs for us like you can be the next you know big Hollywood director that makes more jobs for people and actually employs people like us like I love to go to a movie set like a like a Marvel or a, or a Paramore movie set and seeing us I'll be like yes yeah. We are winning. Like, yes, I, I love to see people in big positions like us. Like, it makes, it inspires me. Like, okay, now it inspires the young generation that we can do it. Like, if you put your mind to it, you can do it and you can be inspired. Like, look, we had a Black president. Come on now. Yeah, you can do can. anything. Yeah. You can do anything. You can be a president. You can be an astronaut. You can be anything. Because, yeah. you know, our skin is royalty. We came from kings and queens. So we should be treated as such. And we should act as such. You should. And, and speaking of President, I, I actually met President mm-hmm. Obama. He was wonderful. I met him in Boston, in New Hampshire. He was, I shook his hands. I was wanted to meet him, you know. So, and also Michelle Obama, they were wonderful to meet, you know. And I wish, I wish we could bring him back, you know, because they were the best they're the best family ever we had, you know, so. I should come to L.A. with, I should come to L.A. one day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I have came to L.A. Um, one of um, Nipsey's Hustle's brothers, mm-hmm. I don't want to make up his name, but, um, you know, he took me out to Figaro. Uh-huh. Um, I went to the marathon. And it was it was scary because, you know, I've heard about Figaro and I've heard that, um, if nobody knows you down there, it's kind of scary. And, you know, I was okay because, you know, um, you know, their whole ties and their family. So they, they assured me that I was okay and I felt comfortable. And I loved, I loved California. I love the sun. I love the change of weather. I love that it feels fresh out there. It feels like, oh, like, warmness but the only thing i don't like in california is their prices prices oh yeah <laughs> y'all gas is too high for me it was uh-huh. like six dollars and i was like <laughs> okay yeah um <laughs> and like yeah. the prices of food and stuff mm-hmm. like that i was like okay um yeah yeah i'm gonna need some i'm gonna need to go to the bank <laughs> <laughs> I feel you know, my, my number one part is, is to get, get to California. So I would say, I'm here. I made it, you know, like you did, you know. Definitely. And and then I had a flight to Vegas. And huh. Vegas, Vegas is nothing but spending money. They have huh. a casino in their airport. Mm-hmm. It's nothing but spending money. You're going to spend so much money in Vegas. Yeah. You're going to be like, I'm ready to go home. Oh, <laughs> I yeah. just spent too much money. Mm-hmm. I'm ready to go. I don't <laughs> I don't care if I have a million or billion dollars. If I'm spending too much money somewhere, I'm ready to go. <laughs> yeah. I actually went to Fox to Casino and Canada and spent some money there. So, again, I know what you mean. What do you think, what do you think people can do to make the world better or to change the world, in your opinion? How can we make the world better? Yeah. Um, I think, first, we have to love and appreciate each other as people. Mm-hmm. Um. Also, we should, you know, start getting back to reality, start putting down our phones and putting down our tablets and putting down our games and actually have interactions with the person next to you. Mm -hmm. 
actually, you know, get to know people, go outside, like how we how we used to go outside, yeah. you know, back back when they didn't have that when they had, you know, standard computers and standard phones. Like we actually had to connect with people. We actually had to go outside and play. And that's how we interacted with people. Um also we should we should actually, you know, actually take better care of the earth. Yes. Like um, pollution and stuff like that. That's one of the big crises. We should um actually not drive as much and you know do some things like we should actually i feel like it would actually be better if we you know communication like i feel like i see so many people just on their phones and on the internet and on you know social media and i feel like social media is depressing yeah especially when you want to be somewhere and you look at somebody and they're they're just instantly just there just instantly everywhere and it's like you're like man why can't i have that but it's like i feel like you can Mm -hmm. but if you keep looking on instagram and keep stopping yourself from doing everything and keep looking at what everybody else is doing you're not gonna be great like the people who are the billionaires the millionaires they're barely on instagram they're barely on these social medias they're barely looking at their phones because they're out there actually doing the work mm-hmm. they're out there actually working yeah. and i feel like us you know connecting with those people is we can't connect because the phone's in our face yes. and i feel like if we connect with each other i feel like the world would be a pleasant place because like if we can connect if we can actually talk to people and we can actually you know actually get some conversations and actually let our children go out and play with other kids and you know be better like we didn't have all these problems back in the day I don't know, maybe because it was less technology and stuff like that. But I feel like we had a better, like, it was a better upbringing. Like, I actually had really real fun. Like, these kids don't know what real fun is. Like, I've actually had real fun. I've actually played water gun fights with my friends and played how to go seek outside. Like, these kids, their imagination of fun is being on their phones or playing on their tablets or uh-huh. playing a video game. Like yeah. that's not fun. Like <laughs> that's boring. Like it really teaches you how to be boring and no kid and kids don't have a lot of personality anymore. Like you should have better personality, better interactions with people. And I feel like that that pollution and you know mm-hmm. and us all just getting together as one and accepting each other as all people, Asian people, Indian people, mm-hmm. um, black people, Caucasian people, everybody should just accept each other and accept that we coexist, accept that we can live in this world together. And that will make the world a better place. Like they'll stop fighting, they'll stop wars if we accepted all each other. And we just, you know, also we should have our gun laws intact because our gun laws is very scary for us. It's scary for me. I've been seeing like a lot of children getting killed at school, like getting shot at school. And it's like, we should have better gun laws and better regulations. Like I feel like nowadays it's easy for a person to come up and shoot up a school. And that's scary because I have little small children. I have a six and a four year old. And I'd be scared for them coming outside the house every day. And I should not be fearing that because, you know, back in the day when we was going to school, our parents didn't fear nothing. Our parents Mm -hmm. let us walk home from school because they was like, okay, ain't nothing about to happen. Mm -hmm. But nowadays you can't even, you can't even let your child walk home from school. Like you want to make sure you pick them up every day because it's scary. The world is scary now. And I feel like, we should have better gun laws. We should have better regulations. We should have better background checks on people who have these guns. All of that. They should have like a psyche evaluation before you have a gun. And it's sad to say that you should have that, but I feel like it's very needed. Yeah. Um, and also we should, you know, get more in, enveloped into other country affairs because I feel like, 
you know, we should not be so secluded because out in the other countries, they're starting bigger technology. We should have a better um, communication with Japan. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we can get all the technology waves and technology boom and actually make the world a better place. I feel like it's so much things that I could say. I could be talking all day about making the world a better place, mm -hmm. but it's just like, we really, as a people got to put it into action instead of talking about it, let's actually do it. Yes. Yeah. That's the people I want to say about, you know, I, I definitely agree with my sister. I do. Mm -hmm. it's, like, it's scary tight to be feeling like you can, you know, take mm -hmm. your child to school one day and never see them again. It's true. Oh my God. You know, you know, even in college, you know, I was like going to even going to going to university college, you never know. So I'm walking in same thing, it's not true. But college or university, it's crazy. It's getting edu get education now. I mean, come on now, what's going on? Yeah, people are getting their education and now they gotta worry about being killed. And no, you you should be able to go to school and get education and worry about being killed or same same at work, you know, go to work, you know, it's crazy. Or you travel, you know, you know. Mm -hmm. So glad we met, you know, because I felt like God got, got me to to use like maybe so you, you can help, you know? Yes, you know we all always help each other. This is what we do as a community. We need to help each other. Every All of us as African-Americans, mm -hmm. all of us as, you know, um, the brown-skinned folks. That's right. what I said. Our brown-skinned folks need to stick together. This is so wonderful getting to meet with you and learn so much about you and your story. So, so where you go, you know, how, how can my followers follow you and reach out to you if they want to talk to you um they can reach out to me they can dm me on instagram i um my instagram is at courtney child that's at courtney child i have a blue check on my instagram so you will know it's me it's my verified page i run my page no um i don't have i have a manager but he doesn't run my page i run my page solely to me so you're going to be talking to me you're not going to be talking to no robot or no other the other person, you're gonna be talking straight to me. So if you wanna reach me, I will give you my information contact. Um, I'll probably give you my email. If I know you a little bit better, I'll be able to give you my number. You can reach out to me and I love to get young creatives. I love to talk to people. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bite. <laughs> I'm not gonna be mean, but if you come rude, I'm gonna come rude back. But yeah. if you come nice and professional, or you know, friendly, I will, I will reciprocate everything. I will reciprocate the energy. And that's what, <laughs> you know, and like I said, I'm also glad you actually responded to me. You know, it's a blessing, you know. So and we got this time to talk, you know. And like I said, I mean, thank I'm, you. You you're very so sweet, and you you came with me with very professionalism. So I. I love it, and that's why I immediately hit you back. Thank you. And we're going to keep in touch. Yes. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. God bless you. Take care. You too. Have a good day. You too. Thank you so much. Well, hello, dear. Welcome to the J-Man Show on WBCA 102.9 FM, Boston's local community radio station. Thank you for tuning into my show. God bless you.